Well, there's countries in the pits, and I really should admit that I feel it's time to do something about it. Our democracy is splintered, sold out to the highest bidder, and I only see a single way around it. Let's stop being so attendant and declare our independence and create a nation where we're in control. We can find a little island and we'll climb up to the highlands and we'll paint a flag and hoist it from a pole. Make the 
change and do some good We've only got so many years to make our mark and disappear And enjoy the parks, aquariums, zoos and planetariums I am on the phone with uh, Jenny Pell, who is a an expert in permaculture. She designs in the area, she consults, and she educates. Jenny, it's a pleasure to have you on Radio Free Oz again. Yeah, it's great to be here again. Thanks, Peter. Now, one of the things we talked about is that uh, that permaculture is available not only in the rural environment. It's obvious, you know, that growing there is is pretty much a way of life. The exurban environment, the suburban environment, and even the urban environment. And I understand that you were working with the Seattle City Council on this very issue. Can you give us a little background on this and tell us what's going on? Well, Seattle just was awarded $20 million from the federal government to become the first carbon-neutral city in the country. And we beat out a lot of other cities because folks believe that we can pioneer a lot of examples here. Mm-hmm, right. So I was asked to sit in on an urban agriculture um, group to advise city council on how to have carbon-neutral food in the city of Seattle. Yeah. And it's a really amazing task force. They have energy, transportation, waste streams, food, they have six different categories. And so they're looking at ways to what we call in permaculture stack functions. How can we have one thing, one element, serve a whole lot of different features in a system. Mm-hmm. So when you have uh, local organic food, you are also creating green jobs, you're also reducing your carbon footprint by not having to go to the grocery store or import it from far away. It turns out that actually eating organic, even if it comes from farther away, has a lower carbon footprint than eating local if they're not using organic practice. Really? Yeah, so we're looking at all this different inf- data and information and trying to condense it down into actionable items for the city council so that they can facilitate through, let's say, mandates, incentives, or disincentives how groups can proceed down this road. Here's a great example that Seattle, all the parking strips right outside of your front of your house right. used to be you weren't allowed to grow very many things in there and that you can now grow anything you want as long as it's edible. And, and legal. They have new codes. And legal, legal, and they have a new code coming in Seattle that you can now sell produce that you grow on your lot from your house. Really? So yep, very progressive. That's yep. a very progressive step because people are always afraid of making public stuff you do private. I, you know, that's been a big yeah. bugaboo. Well, yep. and then they gave, let's see, for commercial buildings, they gave a 15-foot height extension on commercial buildings if you put an edible system with a, a, a greenhouse or a rooftop garden. Well, that means you're basically giving those people uh, the ability to build another floor of rental space in exchange for a, a permaculture addition. That's that's quite a trade-off. I mean, that, that would be to any developer. I think that would be attractive. So when, when did this start? Is this already underway in Seattle? I mean, are people already responding to it? Yeah, Seattle is really keen on growing food. So I think that in the, we have we've had a food action policy group for some time. We have a good food network. Seattle, we have a lot of um, decentralized, very active groups doing everything from farming on bacon moths and farming in alleys to a huge pea patch system yeah. where it's kind of like allotment gardens. And then just in the neighborhoods, Department of Neighborhoods, and even the Seattle Parks now is starting to embrace putting food growing 
capacity and education programs at the community centers. I love so it. I think that in a lot of ways, Seattleites are kind of uh, you know ahead of the game compared to other parts of the country, but we're modeling it for everybody else. And people can look to us as an example of how do you get from zero amount of food grown in the city to what a great goal of 10% of what we eat grown within the city limits of Seattle. That would be food everywhere. Oh, that would be fabulous. Now, being on the web, of course, we're reaching people all around the world. So what would you recommend that the, the average Oz listener, say myself, uh, could do to, to make a first step into uh, understanding and perhaps participating in permaculture? Permaculture is a thriving international movement. It's, it's active everywhere. So what I would just do is put into the Google search engine permaculture Ohio, mm-hmm. permaculture Kansas City, and just put, you know, put, see who your local group is yeah. and just contact them. People are very receptive. They're always looking for um, bringing new folks on board and helping people to get up to speed um, in whatever area their interest lies, whether it's passive solar, whether it's water systems, whether it's food growing, whether it's um, policy. You know, I find my personal interest these days are, are jumping into policy. We've made this very interesting leap from thriving grassroots and just jumped right into policy at this point. People are being elected on a sustainability mandate. Yes, yes. People are getting hired in corporations to have a sustainability coordinator's job, and I don't think they really know how to implement things. So having a systems thinker at the table, like us, is really a good idea. So how to get involved? Um, find some local folks. Um, read a few books. You can get some really great permaculture books, Introduction to Permaculture, Gaia's Garden, um, there's, a, there's two or three different permaculture magazines, and there's several permaculture blogs online that are very international in nature. Yeah, that, that's great. Now, when we talk next, what I, and I know that this is available, you know, reading books is good, it's very important, but hearing someone talking about it live from experience, one of the things I want to investigate is, on your own, how can you help how can you sketch out a plan for your own space? The way that you go in and consult and say, okay, this can grow here, here's a trellis, so-and-so. We want to be able to help people, in a sense, find the resources to do it on their own if there's not a Jenny Pell, you know, available. Absolutely. I think that people really just need to start participating in the local economy and finding a way to make it really fun and really connected and really soulful. And once you have that heart connection to your local community and feel really empowered with what you can do right in your own space, yep. people just love it. They take off with it, and then all of a sudden these new ideas are popping up all over the place that I can't even imagine. Well, this is wonderful, Jenny. I look forward to talking with you again. Thanks for being on Radio Free Oz. You're so welcome. What you're about to hear is audio from um, the session in the U.S. Senate just before everybody left for their July 4th uh, vacation. Uh, It's Gene Shaheen, the Democratic senator from New Hampshire, and subsequently then Robert Menendez, the Democratic senator from New Jersey. And the rest of it pretty much speaks for itself.